I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Welcome, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. Today we'll be talking about the rent garment part two, and in your book you say this is one of the most intriguing evidences. Yeah, it's uh, pretty fascinating. So let's begin with the story of Captain Moroni and the rent garment. Okay, now now it's important to remember that this is not the same Moroni who eventually appeared to Joseph Smith and led him to the plates. This is Moroni one, I guess, as uh, many times uh, we referred to him. Well, he was in charge of uh, the Nephite military, and, and he was, uh, you know, having a hard time uh, with you know constant battles and the the wicked Malachiah, who had bunches of followers that were fighting with the Nephites and were leading people away from the Church of God. And, and he was using, Moroni says he was using flattering words, and he was trying to persuade the members of the Church to leave and to destroy God's Church. And Moroni was very bothered by this, and in chapter 46 of Alma, we read that he took off his coat and rent it, and we talked about in a previous podcast about the, what the word rent means, both a verb and a noun, but he tore his coat up basically. And then he wrote on it, in memory of our God, our religion and freedom and our peace, our wives and our children. And then he attached it to a pole and hoisted it up uh, as a banner, um, almost like a flag and called it the title of liberty. So what was the biblical significance of Captain Moroni's actions? Well, the the fascinating thing is that Moroni, when he tears up his coat and he marches through the people, hoisted this title liberty uh, on this pole, that the uh, people come and they tear up their coats as well, their garments, and throw it out in, in, in front of everybody and they get trampled. And it was basically a covenant that they said if, uh, if they fall into transgression again, that they you know will be trampled under the feet of the Lamanites, uh, their enemies, just like their garments are now being trampled as well. And Moroni then reminds the people, and it says, it says reminds, so in other words, he's telling them a story that they're already familiar with, that Joseph from the Bible, who was the Joseph of the, of the many colored coats that we've all heard the story about, that you know his brothers were jealous of him, they uh, threw him in a pit, ended up selling him in slavery to Egypt, and of course he rose to power. Um, it, most everybody's familiar with that story. Well, the Nephites were obviously familiar with that story as well, and Moroni reminds him that in that story, Joseph's coat was torn to pieces. And that then he uses the analogy that just like a piece of Joseph's coat survived, likewise the Nephites as a house of Israel have survived. So, so they're this rent or torn part that is broken off from the main body, and they survived as well. Um, but what's fascinating about that is that in the book of Genesis, where it tells the story about Joseph and the, the uh, colored coat and his, and his father Jacob and his brothers and everything, it doesn't say that his coat was torn up. The brothers brought back the coat to the father Jacob and had blood on him. They had dipped it in uh, goat's blood. And Jacob, you know, f- thought that his son was dead. And it says that may- maybe he believed that perhaps Joseph had been rent to pieces, but it never talks anything about the coat being shredded or that there were any remnants left. Well, 
Moroni seems to think that that's part of the story, that there's uh, these, these pieces that were torn off and there's remnants left. And that's exactly what we find in some of the ancient Near Eastern traditions. Uh, some of them talk about how the brothers had torn the coat up and then dipped part of it in blood. Then it even mentions in the book of Jasher that they trampled on the coat in the dust before they gave it back to Jacob. So we find the same tearing and trampling. So, so Moroni is apparently drawing on this same story because it, it would make sense to the Nephites. Uh, the analogy is more perfect, I guess, in a sense, or it makes a, um, it's a better analogy by having these comparisons, these parallels between them. We also read about the Ethiopic uh, manuscript that there was part of this blood-stained coat that Jacob the father would keep with him and would cry over regularly. And, and, and uh, one even tradition, a Muslim tradition, says that he gave it to Benjamin when they went to uh, look for help in, in Egypt. So the survival of pieces of a coat, the fact that the coat was torn up, and uh, the fact that, that it was trampled, all of these things parallel what we've found in the Book of Mormon, and it's not mentioned anywhere in the Bible. And this is such a small detail. Yeah, um, the, the Book of Mormon doesn't make a big deal out of it. it. It just mentions it in passing. Now, if Joseph Smith was trying to tie this into something that maybe he had learned about, which would be pretty unlikely, he would have made a big deal out of it in his time. He would have made a big deal out of it in the Book of Mormon. But since he's not the author, the author who was, uh, you know, was recording Alma there, the story of, about Moroni, it's just mentioned as a matter of fact, just just in passing, and it's only because scholars, uh, Hugh Nibley being the primary one, took a look at this more closely that we have found these fascinating parallels. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne Delin Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith. Michael R. Ash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org. 